Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. This is a live recording of the CC America podcast. I just wanted to tell everyone good morning and thank you all so much for joining us um, on this live taping of the CC America podcast. So I hope that you all are doing well. I am really excited to have each of you on this morning. Um, and just so everyone's clear on uh, the topic today, we're talking about Let Me Live. Um, so we will definitely be taking live questions from the audience and participation if there's anything you would like to share. But I'm super excited to have my husband, Rodney Jordan, on. He is the author of two books, um, two books, Tired of Being Black and From the Heart of a Teacher. He is also an assistant principal by day and the co-founder of Extended Learning, LLC. And we also have um, Tim, uh, uh, also Carmel, I'm, I'm going to, oh, I, I asked to unmute you, but um, good morning, good morning. Oh, it looks good morning. There we are. <laughs> um, awesome. Thanks for your support. Thank you, Carmel. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This is awesome. I'm going to get the copies for my nephews as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Thank you. So we are like super excited to have all of you on. Like I said, please feel free to chime in, you know, at any time. There might be times where I like, will um, mute the mics, but that's if there's background noise. But other than that, um, you're more than welcome to chime in and join us during the discussion. Um, and uh, I, I mentioned he's an author, co-founder of Extended Learning LLC, and also an assistant principal by day. And we also have another um, special guest on, Mrs. Tammy Gator. She is the founder of Bluff City Leadership. Um, she is the uh, founder and co-host of the Butterfly Evolution Show, which airs um, every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Um, Central. Central Standard Time. I wanted to make sure I got it right. Uh, CST <laughs> on uh, Tuesdays at 8, but then um, by day she works in sales and she also um, does the life languages assessment, which I must say is a very eye-opening assessment regarding communication, um, and I'll turn it over to Tammy to share a little bit more about all of the, the great things that she does. Hi, everyone. Thank you, guys. Um, I'll focus more on, of course, you guys already know about the, the radio show, Butterfly Evolution Radio Show, transformation, um, not holding anybody responsible for where you are in life. Um, doesn't take away anything about what happened to you, but it's just taking ownership of where do you go from here. Um, I will focus more on the assessment because it is life-changing. I have never seen anything like it, which is why I decided I have to share it. So it's more than communication. It's about understanding who you are and why you respond to life in which the way that you do. Life, people, love, circumstances, everything. So um, if anybody would like to take it, connect with Samaria, and we'll get you set up. I'll go to bluffcityleadership.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so I, again, I'm excited to have you all on. Just so you all know a little bit about the podcast, the CC America podcast was founded to inspire the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. And um, the reason I, I um, 
I created this was actually in 2010 as a result of just going through some rough times myself personally. And so I wanted to connect my faith because I hear a lot of people ask me, like, how do you do it? How do you stay motivated? How do you stay positive when you've gone through so much? And when I look at my life and I think about everyone else's life, we all go through different things. Um, and as Tammy mentioned, like transformation, we all have opportunities to either look at that as um, a challenge or look at it as an opportunity. And so in the moment, I don't always look at things as an opportunity. I'm just going to be honest. I mean, I get frustrated. I get angry. Um, you know, it, I'm human. But at the same time, when I look back over my life, I realize that those instances that could have really um, made me upset or angry long time, if I turn it into an opportunity, then I can birth something beautiful. And that's um, kind of where the CC America podcast came from. And I do also mention faith because the faith part of it is, um, I would say, the biggest aspect in believing for me in a higher power that helps me get through. So I always start off the podcast with uh, a quick prayer. And um, today will be no difference. So I do want to um, just say a quick prayer and then we'll jump right in. So I come to you today just thanking you, Lord, for waking us up and giving us the opportunity um, to be able to share and talk and enjoy this beautiful Saturday morning. I know that people are going through tough times in their lives, and I pray that you would just help each and every one of them, cover them, give them the strength they need to go forward, um, just watch over them, their family, their friends, protect us from COVID. Um, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your power, your strength. I thank you for giving me the ability to be able to share um, on a platform and help people in any way I can. I just hope that this podcast is able to transform and inspire and uplift. Um, so I thank you for this day. I thank you for each and every person listening. Um, for those who will listen, I pray you would just cover them and protect them and give them the courage and the strength to keep moving forward, even in the midst of adversity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. Um, uh, so let's kick it off so in terms of the topic let me live so i will be um this topic actually came to me because i was just thinking about life and there's been a lot of discussion on a lot of topics from race to um, politics to music there's so many topics that people are discussing right now and i find that most of us have an opinion we have an opinion about, you know, how we would handle things. But Rodney and I were talking actually after uh, the radio show that Tammy and Rodney had on Tuesday. And we were talking about a situation. And I remember saying, you know, I may have done the same thing. And if I had my life on a billboard, how many people would judge me in the same manner that we judge other people? And I know um, in the word it, it talks about, you know, let he who was without sin cast the first stone. And then we're talking in relation to a man and a woman, but even in, in, a, in the workplace, certain characteristics that are present in people, if a man does it, it's considered leadership. If a woman does it, she's too much for the office. <laughs> <laughs> so thinking about all these topics, I said, oh my gosh, can we let people live? So that's why we're here today. <laughs> so we're going to let us all live. And I would like to give um, our special guest an opportunity to chime in on this topic. And then, of course, like I said, if you all would like to join in and share, please feel free to do so. So who would like to kick us off? I, I, I'm going to I'm going to pass the mic to Tammy 
And let's say we go to it. I want to start out with you guys um, judging, not letting people live is really judging. It's being judgmental. And there's a difference between judging and being judgmental. But to start out, I'd like to just kick it off with, um, I realized in my life that I was, I judged people a lot. And a lot. I mean, there's a head a voice in my mind that the name her or his or her name is Judge. And the more like we have to be willing to accept it first. But judging someone is not about them. It is about you. It is about me. It is about us. It's based on our false realities, how we see ourselves or or maybe how we don't see ourselves and trying to avoid it. Um down to as little as you see someone walking down the street. Um, back in the day, walking was normal. Today, we just automatically assume they don't have a car. I mean, just mm-hmm. think about the little voices in our head. We see someone out. I saw a lady out with rollers in her head yesterday. And I used to be so judgmental about that. But I looked over and I thought about this show like, what if she's getting mad today and she had to run out and she needed to keep her rollers in her head? What's more important? She running out, getting it, or taking the rollers out for people I don't know and don't care about what they think. So judging is really about us. And what I've learned, the more that I grow and just let my life be, the more that I live, and live in acceptance of who I am, the good, bad, the ugly, understanding that I'm not perfect, I'm gonna make mistakes. There are things I will say in today that I may not say tomorrow because of feelings, emotions. I don't wake up every day in control of my life. I don't, but I work up, wake up every day trying to live my best life absent of what anyone thinks of me, the absent of that. Mm-hmm. So that's my kickoff. So, so my my <laughs> mine is I, I have a rule that I live by. Um, but before I get to that rule, I, I do have to give a shout out to to my people, uh, Carmel. Thank you again so much for buying the book. Eight years later, we're still we're still going strong. <laughs> shout out to my, <clears throat> my sister in law Tasha, who is on with us uh, tonight. Um, my boy, uh, Tone, uh, and his wife, Michelle, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Miss Mathlin, I, it, it took me a while. I was like, who's Will M? And then I was like, wait, that's Miss Mathlin. <laughs> one of my, one of, one of my teachers, um, at my school, I've had the pleasure of working with, uh, for the past three years. Thank you so much, Miss Mathlin, for tuning in. Uh, I know, listen, if Miss Mathlin doesn't have a question or a comment, I'm going to be surprised. Because Miss Mathlin always has some dimes to drop on people. Uh, special shout out to my sister um, who has joined us uh, this morning as well. Uh, not sure who Teen is, but uh, thank you, sir. thank you guys so much. So look at you masking up and social distancing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my, so here's my kickoff. My my rule is as long as you don't do anything to negatively impact anyone who I care about. I don't care what you do. It doesn't bother me. I, I'm one of those people. We, we had this, we had this thing, uh, the other day we had a kickoff, uh, because our teachers, uh, started back like full time, like this week. 
and there were all of these different emojis on the screen and it was which one are you and they were you know about being stressed and you know like depressed or i got it or you know and i picked the frog and it said it said it said i'm a frog like uh, like i'm happy all the time because i eat whatever bugs me right for me i'm one of those people that happiness comes from within i don't look for external things to make me happy because any anything or anyone who can make you happy they can make you sad if they can make you laugh they can make you cry I don't live like that. So, you know, while I enjoy people, while I while I enjoy things, those things don't make me happy and those things don't make me sad. So, as long as you don't negatively impact people that I care about, you can do whatever you want to do, even when it comes to racism. I remember years ago and and I know Tone might remember this, like the the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers right guy named donald sterling came out like he his girlfriend like secretly recorded him he had said all these racist things about black people and people were so upset and i said listen if you are racist i would rather know that you are racist it is it, it is your prerogative although i don't agree with racism and although i don't like racist i'd rather know so if you are racist that as wrong as it is, that 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 is your right. You have a right not to like people. But if you don't like me, just just tell me. I'm okay with it. You have a right not to like me. So that so that's my thing when it comes to uh, judging. So I'll, I'll kick it back to today. Um, all really really great points. Um, and ironically, like using some of the examples that both you and, and Tammy share. I think that I used to be a diversity facilitator. So by trade, I am a training and development manager and my background is in instructional design. And so I love training, I like educating. And even uh, way back in my career, I was a diversity coordinator for the office. And so it's always been important for me to include others. And I think some of that comes from my background, my upbringing, my grandmother always told me, um, and God rest her soul, my great grandmother, she said, you never know what people are going through um, so always, you know, share a smile. And so I made it like my goal when I was in school to the people that others may not have talked to. I made sure I talked to everyone because at the end of the day, we're all valuable. We're all important. But piggybacking on some of the examples you all provided, um, one particular example, I remember my grandmother and I going into a store and we were not greeted. Um, we were down in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and the first thing I thought was, I, as Tammy mentioned, being judgmental, I was like, oh, she doesn't want to help us. And I assume <laughs> it's because I'm black. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, okay, she doesn't want to help me because I'm black. Now, when she didn't help me, in my mind, it was because I was black because I saw her greet other customers who came in, but she didn't greet me or my grandmother. And we flipped the script. In her mind, what if she thought Black people don't don't purchase anything when they come in here. They just come in here and look and they don't buy anything. <laughs> so then she decides not to talk to us because we're black people who don't buy anything. So both of us literally have stereotypes or beliefs based on our experiences or unconscious biases. And it's a circle, it's a vicious circle. I think she doesn't want to help me because I'm black. She thinks 
that I'm not going to spend any money, potentially. I don't know what she really thought. But like, that's just an example where the cycle continues because we we might judge the situation. But I may not know that she went through a rough time in her life. And on uh, the podcast a couple of weeks ago, I shared the example um, from Stephen Covey. I don't know if you all have read um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But there was a, a story in that book, and you all may remember, and it talked about a paradigm shift. And a paradigm shift is essentially how you reframe how you think. And in that example, it was early on in the book, there was a man on the train, and he had some pretty unruly kids. They were on the subway. And so everyone was looking on, like, why is he not controlling his kids? They're jumping all over the place. And he just was sitting there. He didn't do anything. And... They found, I think um, in the book, the example he gave is like, he said something to him and that's when the man mentioned that his wife had just died. So in that moment, you take like any feelings you had towards him for not controlling his kid, it goes away because you now understand he's going through a situation that, wow, if I was going through that same situation, I don't know how I would handle it. But from the outside looking in, it's like, well, take like, your kids are unruly. Like, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you disciplining them? Or why aren't you telling them to quiet down or not jump all over the place, but you don't know what else is happening. And they had just lost their mother. And I remember when I read that in the book, I, I felt I, like I, it made me tear up a little bit because I was like, wow, like how often in life do we do that to people? Even people we love, our family and friends, and I've told Rodney, I know sometimes I'm judgmental. I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> the, the Lord is helping me out because I didn't realize how judgmental I was. And someone told me a long time ago that I needed to make sure that my heart was right. And in my mind, I'm like, my heart? Why do I need to make sure my heart is right? They treated me this way. I have a right to be angry. I want to be mad. And she said, no, your heart isn't right. And I was like, what? My heart? Well, why don't they fix their heart? But it's not about other people. It's about what we do and how we respond. So um, any anyone else want to chime in on uh, anything that's been shared so far? Any thoughts? Any comments? And I, I'm checking Facebook and Podbean as well. We, we do have listeners on both. So I'm trying to uh, check the chat. <laughs> And I just talk or we have to wait for you. Oh, no, you can go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, the judgmental, um, I can't say that I am. I'm, I'm more like Rodney. Is that what you do? That's what you do. <laughs> I don't really care. And I think that stems from my background because I was the one always being judged um, because of the neighborhood that I came from. And I went to a predominantly white school. So where I came from was considered quote unquote the hood. Until you see what it was. So I got judged for that for who I hung around with and where I came from. And then it migrated to the church. I was judged a lot there as well. Mm-hmm. So from those um, experiences. I try not to do that because a lot of people, I say, jump on me. They go talk to me about their problems. And from that, I realize a lot of people go through a lot of things. And there's a reason why 
they act the way they do. I may not agree with your reaction, <laughs> but I'm not going to judge you. I always try to get to the, the point of what happened to make you think that way or what happened to make you feel the way that, what, not saying that you're right or wrong, but I like to get a, a full understanding so therefore I can deal with you better know what I'm dealing with (laughs) and not really judge it. That's the last thing you want people to do because that sets people back or continues the the wrong behavior that is before you. So that's my take on that. Great point. That, that's a really good point, Tasha. It reminds me of what my great grandmother used to tell me. She said, love everyone, but you don't have to like their ways. And so I have taken that to heart. And so even if I may disagree with people, I don't like treat anyone bad or treat them with disrespect. But to your point, that is true because we can set people back, especially, let's be real, a lot of church folks are judging. <laughs> and I, if, I was not, if I wasn't in the church, I may not want to come to church. I'm like, if you're going to judge me for everything, what I have on, how I do my hair, what I say, maybe I might listen to music you might not agree with every now and again. Like, <laughs> and so if you grow up in that environment, you start to emulate what you see. So if someone right. comes in church and they have on a short skirt, or they look different, or they're not—they're not, they're not um, I guess, acting appropriately for what it, what they tell you is supposed to look like. Then subconsciously, you take on those same behaviors unless you are taught otherwise. And I'm grateful my great grandma taught me otherwise. And you bring up some really great points about. Like not setting people back and not judging because we don't want to be judged ourselves. There's there's a great uh, comment in the chat from Tone and Michelle who says, we often teach what we need most. And I I think about the shows that Tammy and I do on Tuesday nights. And we get a lot out of the shows that we do. Like, and that that's not our goal or our intention like we are really trying to help other people but when we when we sit back and we always like you know reflect like ever since i started doing the show with tammy um like every like as soon as the show is over like i always call tammy we always like talk about the show and it's like the show does a lot for us because when we are when we are speaking to other people, we are speaking to ourselves. And sure. I, I think about myself as a teacher as well. Um, this is uh, my 13th year, like I'm going into my 13th year as an educator. And although I am an assistant principal, I still consider myself to be a teacher. One of my greatest strengths as a teacher was being able to relate to the kids. Well, I was able to do that because when I was a kid, I was just like them. And instead of being, instead of trying to be perfect in front of them, instead of trying to present myself as this invisible person, what I did was I went in and I said, every time I made a decision, I often said, well, if I were 11 or if I were 12, how would I feel about this? I didn't, I didn't give them homework. It was rare that I gave out homework. Why? Because if I'm 11 or 12 years old and I've been in school for seven hours, 
I'm not going home and do homework. I'm not. So my practice was, I'm not giving them homework. What I'm going to do is, on Monday, I'm going to teach them something new. On Tuesday, you're going to review what I taught you on Monday, and then I'm going to teach you something new on Tuesday. We're going to do the same thing on Wednesday, same thing on Thursday, and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to give you some sort of assessment on Friday. And that, that worked for me, right? And people used to laugh because I never got through the whole curriculum. That's why when people would worry about standardized tests, I was like, I don't care about that test. Like I would, I, I care more about them mastering if they if they only master one or two things, like learn something while you're here. That's all I care about. Learn something while you're here. And I always had one of the better like recovery rates in in terms of the test because I never got through the whole curriculum because I didn't want them to learn this much about ten different things. I wanted them to learn this much about two things, and so. If we learn how to put ourselves in other people's shoes, then we probably would stop judging so much. But that's the, that's the problem. We want to judge from our mansion people who are living in apartments. Hey, you guys, this is Tammy. I really like what Tasha said about she's trying to find out what and we we actually go to why like so i think if we think well what is going on if we if we ask those questions like with the children in the bus i swear i read that book several times and remember that story but you think about on a bus kids kids are kids like we we want to get mad at dogs because they are that's what they do Oh, it's, oh, I'm having a bad day. My luck is out. 
Bro, it's a guy. The guy is so black. It's like, just to be a black and live and there's an intelligence that this world has that we didn't give and we can't take it away, but we have it. Mm-hmm. We have it. It's as greater is he that is in me than is he that is in the world. Find out who that is inside of you, and then you'll take your eyes. There may have been some. God may have given you some wisdom about those kids. There may be you may have looked in this father's face and said something's not right. He's tapped out. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can say, "Hey, little one, how are you? Are you having fun on the bus?" You can change the energy. That's so yeah. true. You can change it. Back over to you guys, Miss Maslin. Hey guys, good morning. Thank you for having me. Rodney, if I didn't love you, you would not get me up (laughs) after the week that we have had. (laughs) Glad to be here with you and Tamaria. We love you too. just wanted to make three points. One, I wanted to say um, the black church as it relates to black women is a topic to unpack. So Tamaria, Tammy, there's some work for you. That is a whole <laughs> nother agenda right there. Tasha, did you just wait for Are you volunteering to come on the show? Yes. Well, I, you know, I, it, I I wouldn't mind, but I was speaking total experience because I wasn't raised necessarily in the black church. My dad was a rabbi, but I do have friends who were, you know, in the church and just the limitations, the oppression, the judgment, the uh, you know, squeezing their finances, you know, you do it for the Lord. Meanwhile, you know, pastors driving a Mercedes and living on the side of town that 90% of his congregation is not living on. So yeah, that's, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> you know, that's why I usually say, um, you know, now that my parents are deceased, that, um, I don't think God has anything to do with religion, you know, because I think church and middle school are the places that you find the meanest people in the world. Church and middle school. (laughs) (laughs) You know, those are the meanest and most judgmental people. Secondly, I wanted to add that um, something about Rodney. Now, I've been doing this for many years. Um, this is my 32nd year teaching, and I've done um, racial consulting, I've done diversity trainer, and I've done them in early on where, you know, people were telling me to pack up and get out of town. You know, I had a job where I was assigned to segregating schools um, in an area where, you know, John Gotti and the Ruffellinis and all of them live upstate New York. So it was a hard task. I was, you know, very young at the time. But um, no matter how long you work in in, in education, um, you know, there's always a day that 
you know, grabs you by the hair and takes you out. And one day, this kid that, you know, I was working so hard with, and he would show me a little bit of progress, and then he would take 10 steps back. And I was so frustrated with him one day, I went to talk to Mr. Jordan. I was like, Mr. Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) And Mr. Jordan looked at me and he said, Miss Maflin, he is going to be fine. (laughs) He said, I'm here. So I have hope. (laughs) He was like, you know, I'm standing before you, so he is going to be fine. And it just sort of like was like snap. Just brought me back to reality in those moments of frustration, you know, that I was having before I was dragging them downstairs to Jordan's office, you know, and Jordan, here I am expecting him to jump in on hype and let's figure out how we're going to destroy this kid because he's ruined my day. And Rod looks at me, he's like, he is going to be fine. Like, you know, there's still so many possibilities for him. And I'm like, okay, way to ruin my uh, great you know. But um, the last thing I'd like to share is in all of our hope to do good and to help and whatnot, one of my personal um, experiences and things that I had to overcome was wanting more for people than they wanted for themselves. And that sometimes would put you in a bad light with people. You know, you're constantly stressing, 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 sending out invitations, doing this. And, you know, I found like years ago that, you know, I got my train, I built my train, I customized my train. I have everything that I need in my train to get on with my life, but my train never left the station because I'm trying to fill it up. You know, I'm trying to load it up with all these people who are resisting and they can't see my vision. So, you know, when I look back and be like, wow, why did it take me so long to get here? It's because I was so busy trying to fill my train up so I could bring as many people along on this journey Mm. that I could, not realizing that not everyone wants to go. Not everyone wants to be here. And it's still something that I'm dealing with and, you know, like trying to dial back. Like this morning, I think I sent your Zoom link out to like 50 people, you know, before I got started. It was like, yeah, join, join, join. And then, you know, I say to myself, now, well, like, why can't you just go to this party by yourself <laughs> not bring everybody with you, you know. Now, Samaria and Jordan got... Uh, Mr. Joy got 500 people in their house that were brought along. You know, that's something that um, I think we need to keep in mind as we want to do good for our people. You have to remember to protect your spirit and protect your peace of mind. Because, um, you know, sometimes you just get so busy that you don't realize that you've already, you know, set yourself on fire to warm everybody up and then they just move on to the next. Yeah. So keep that in mind and keep doing what you guys are doing. I think it's great. 
And, um, you know, I got a couple of friends who did chime in. So, you know, I brought somebody along, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> we <laughs> appreciate you. it. We appreciate it. <laughs> yes, thank you. I love what she said about the train. That, yeah. that was heartfelt. <laughs> and even with inviting people, like, and, and wanting more for people than people want for themselves, and that with the train, like, prepare your train, get it ready, but go. Mm-hmm. And send those invites, but don't have expectations or be, be caught up either way. But we are responsible for, and I had to learn that, to get out of my own way. Don't be offended because I extend the, the invite. And nobody, nobody is so like, great, great, somebody showed up for her. But there were times you'd sit, I would send things and be like, where are the people? Like, <laughs> Ronnie and I have got on, and, and sometimes it may be nobody on there. Yeah. But that doesn't mean someone will not listen, and the person that needs to hear it will not hear it because they're not there at that moment. So I had to learn to get out of my own way in that aspect as well. So I love the train. I'm going to use that. I'm stealing it. Timmy, that might be our new trash can. (laughs) (laughs) And um, there are a few points in the chat. Um, So uh, let me just uh, make sure. And please forgive me, uh, Tanae, or... um, I, hopefully I'm not saying it incorrectly. Please, you can unmute um, if I didn't say it right, but it said it would be nice to put the standardized testing away, get to know and respect the kids and learn more deeply. Um, Antonio Brock type, I always say it's only life. Don't take it so serious. No one makes it out alive. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, Tanae said, great point, Tammy. Um, and also, I always appreciate your invites, um, Willette, and the desire to bring people along. And Tony toast, uh, posted, never take it personal. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so yes, um, thank you all again for chiming in and sharing. This is great. Um, <laughs> uh, the other the other day uh, at work, one of the teachers came by and, we, and you know, just talking and I think they made a comment uh, we, I think we may have been talking about cars or something. And they said, Rodney, you have like seven different jobs. Like, why why don't you just buy a new car? I said, there's nothing wrong with my car. Because <laughs> I get a lot of judgment myself about my car and about my phone. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with either one of them. Like, there's nothing wrong with my car. So why would I go and buy a I like I like my old Ruthie. Like I like I like my Ruthie. You know, it's a 2007. Listen, I hope I can keep my car until Nadia starts driving because I don't want to buy another car. To the worst car. To the worst car. I'm literally going to drive the same thing, and I will be a follower. I'm going to drive until we stop running. But you know, <laughs> but people often like look at and what I said to them. I I, I said, you know what? I said the wealthiest people in this country, you'll never know it when you don't, it, like when you see them. True. I said, so I'm practicing to be wealthy. <laughs> so that's why you see me with, we used to call them bubbles, but that's why you see me with my little $20 sneakers on, my little $10 shorts, my $5 shirt, 
because I'm practicing. Because when I, right. when I do get my millions, I don't want you to know. I'm going to keep dressing like this. In fact, you don't even know how much money I have. I was like, I'm practicing to be wealthy. Because wealthy people don't walk around shining. They don't. Bill, uh, my, my best friend was telling me that Bill Gates, uh, Bill Gates is the one that owns Deco, right? Or is it Warren no, Buffett? No, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. He said, like, he's met Warren Buffett a few times. And he said that Warren Buffett drives a Ford Taurus. Warren Buffett, y'all, drives a Ford Taurus. And the only thing he does is every day he wakes up and goes and gets an Egg McMuffin for McDonald's. And if you see see somebody driving a Ford Taurus, what is the first thing you think? They pull. But Warren Buffett drives a Ford Taurus. Warren Buffett. So if Warren Buffett can drive a Ford Taurus, why can't I drive a Toyota Camry? But we, <laughs> but we have a tendency to to look at people and judge people. The people you think are rich and well off are not. Just because they drive certain cars, just because they live in certain neighborhoods, you got a lot of people who live in nice, fancy houses. I know some personally. They struggling. They are struggling. And you have people who live in condos and apartments that are paid for. But we but we we like to associate and, and and society teaches us this. We like to associate wealth and stability with materialistic things. And that's not always the case. When I go places, it's always amazing when I go places and you know, I don't get the treatment that other people get. And I don't think it's race related, but I do, you know, maybe because I'm not a regular, I don't know, but it's always amazing how I get treated the second time after the tip I leave. And then it's like, Oh, well, this dude actually has some money. (laughs) But, But like, we have to, we have to get to a point where what matters to you may not matter to everyone else. What's important to you may not be important to everybody else. A lot of people who have wealth probably did things that look crazy to other people. Like I get out at like, I wonder how much discouragement Bill Gates, I think, who did Microsoft? Cause I get, I get all these rich Bill people, Gates. Bill Gates. You know how crazy he probably looked to people when he was like, I'll, I'll, I'm going to do Microsoft. Because it wasn't popular at the time. And people always, like, we always want to jump on the bandwagon when it's too late. Like, stop looking at people or stop listening to people's ideas and saying, oh, they're crazy. That'll never work. Because you know what? It just might. Yeah, that's a good point. I, um, a long time ago, I had shared with Tammy and Rodney um, during, I, I was actually working at Geico at the time, and I lived across the street, and I remember walking from the office, and um, and we talked about it on their show a few times, and Tammy will share it, and I was walking from the office, and I remember standing on the curb in Chevy Chase, Maryland, and when I first moved to Chevy Chase, I did, I did feel a little out of place. Here I am from Petersburg, Virginia, and I'm in one of uh, the wealthiest uh, places in the world, like one of the wealthiest cities. Mm-hmm. And when I first got there, they wouldn't even let me move in. Even with my paperwork that said I was 
renting a place, a, a condo in that building. They still wouldn't let me in. <laughs> um, and then after the fact, me and the gentleman who wouldn't let me in, we became really close. And like he, whenever he saw me, Rodney knows, yeah. the gentleman at the front desk, he would stop mm-hmm. Rodney, talk to Rodney, he would talk to me, but he was, he would not let me in. And I get it for security reasons, but um, I lived across the street and I remember stopping at the corner one day and I just stood there and I watched all the cars go by and I said, oh my gosh, I finally get it. This is what they mean by walking a mile in someone else's shoes. At that moment, I was a pedestrian. I just wanted to cross the street. And that day I had seen quite a few (laughs) pedestrians almost get hit. And I was like, oh my gosh, like these droppers have no patience. And then I was like, wait a minute. There are times when we are the driver and we have no patience. <laughs> but in that moment, I took a step back and I was like, oh my gosh, I get it now. I like the let me live. I get it because I, this is what's happening in our country. There's so many people divided. There's so many people who have an opinion. Like you said, if you want to drive your car, drive your car. They used to joke on my phone. They said my cell phone was a direct line to Jesus. I had an old phone, and I didn't want to get rid of my Intello phone with the lights on the side because at the time I didn't want an iPhone. But eventually, my phone wasn't working that well, so I had to upgrade. But I, I switched to a BlackBerry. But I keep my phone for a long time, so I understand. And my Toyota Camry, uh, similar to what Tone said, ride it to the woods, fall off, then get a smart trip. That's right. <laughs> I drove my Toyota Camry until I totaled it. The wheels fell off. It was a 1998. I didn't total that vehicle until 2011. Okay? So I drove that vehicle for a while. It was a gift from my mom. Appreciated it. But in that moment, I said, oh, my gosh, I can understand being a driver and a pedestrian. I know I got a little bit off. But a lot of times in life, when we think about race relations and everything that was going on, I think around that time, there had been... um, there were some shootings of unarmed um, black men and children, and it was overwhelming. And I said, I don't know what it feels like to be an officer, um, but I, even for myself, I was passing judgment on that situation because I'm like, but I also, I have been in situations where I have been in the vehicle that was stopped, or I've seen them try to arrest my grandmother because we were trying to go home after the tornado. I saw this, I lived this. So my experience was a little bit different. So obviously I judged the the situation, but then that day I said, wow, they don't have an opportunity to be me and I can't be them. But when we look at a pedestrian and we look at a driver, if you have a driver's license, you have an opportunity to be both. In life, many of us don't have an opportunity to be both. So to the point Tasha made earlier, realizing, you know, I like, why am I going to pass judgment? I know she said, you know, piggybacking on what Rodney said. And what I feel like everyone has been saying, it's like we pass judgment, but we don't know the whole story. So the, um, as you said, Tasha, the what? What is causing someone to act this way? For a police officer, they're legit probably like, I want to go home to my family. And they have seen the worst side of humanity. They are the ones going to the crime scenes, the murder scenes, seeing kids seeing like just men, women, children, elderly people, they're seeing everything. But then on the flip side, it would be nice for those police officers to also think that there's someone, that's someone's child. They have a mother. They might have a child. They have a family. They want to get home to their families too. Mm. And so if we all have, if we take a step back and say, wait a minute, how can I try to challenge my own beliefs? How can I have at least a mini paradigm shift every day 
where I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's not what I think. I know this is how it looks, but maybe there's something else happening behind the scenes. I think it will help us to become more sensitive to what's happening around us, but then also helping us be less judgmental because we don't want to be judged in the same manner. And I, for darn sure, don't want the things that I've done, uh, some things not so great, or some things judgmental being plastered up on a billboard like what we see with celebrities. Everyone has an opinion about celebrities, but have you told a lie? Oh, we just don't know you told a lie. Okay. Oh, you did the same thing before. Oh, interesting. But no one knows. And I know for me, even in the workplace, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to whoever wants to speak. Uh, when we think about management, I have been told a few times in my career, oh, you have to, like, you need to respect your manager. Well, I'm sorry, my manager needs to respect me. So if, if my manager yells at me and I respond, well, I'm sorry, I don't feel like I'm wrong because you shouldn't have yelled at me. So in my mind, I have literally told people, and it, I don't care about titles anymore. I used to, and then I realized that a title um, is not who you are. So don't let a title define you. Don't let other people define you. But I was told, well, that person's a director. I said, okay, well, that director needs to watch their tone because guess what? I'm a person too. And I don't, I think you should respect people in leadership, but I also think in the workplace, management needs to respect the employees. I don't care if I'm sweeping your floor, Teach, treat your employees with the respect that you want your employees to give you. So across the board in life, I think we should give people the same grace that we want and we should treat people how we want to be treated. Um, and I know they say that's the golden rule, but I, it's, it's something that I'm really passionate about. And one of my most shared inspirational posts back when I was doing T. Allen Inspires um, back in 2010, which is ironically when CC America was that like uh, it was a vision of mine. I wrote double standards do not diminish the reality of the truth. That is the most shared and most liked post from any of the posts I ever posted in those few years that I was sharing on T. Allen Inspires. And I think this is the reason why there's so many double standards in society. We want to throw our um, rocks on glass houses and let that boulder come back. Oh, no, they didn't throw something at my house. <laughs> well. <laughs> Tammy? I mean, this is Tammy. I got to get in on the car story before I um, move forward. Because I, I, I actually lost a friend. I won't say lost a friend. I gave her away. Because of the car story, like I have a 2000, I think it's a 2003 something, I don't know, V71 Tahoe that I think is, is nice <laughs> and clean, and I bought it so that it would last forever. And so I had not seen this friend for years, and she was passing through Memphis, and I met her just briefly, um, just to say hi, and her words were, when are you going to get a new car? And this was a brand that I had tolerated little things, just little nicks and clicks about my life. When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? And my, my, who I am was not tied up, is not tied up in car house, like, because I know with lessons come responsibilities. True. Like, jobs. If I go, because some people will say, oh, you got blessed. No, you got to keep working because blessings <laughs> is paid for and to me. Done over. You got a car now? <laughs> then you gotta keep working, or you gotta already be rich, as Rodney says. Um, and so it's just, but it's amazing. Why would someone 
feel the need to tell you that you need a new car. You're not picking them up. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to talk. Why? Like, why? And that coming from her perception, her reality, that cars make her. Like titles. To marry, titles are destroy us because yes. when you say, the director, what's so much the school crossing guard? They direct traffic. <laughs> <laughs> they direct people, they direct traffic. He or she is a director as well. So we get caught up in what people do, where they live. I had a lady tell me yesterday about her son, her, her son and his wife. Well, he works seven days a week, literally seven days a week. Oh, wow. And she says, well, She's o- his wife is okay with that because she wants a big house. Really? So you're okay with your husband working seven days a week, mm-hmm. sometimes 10-hour days, because you wanted a big house. And there's two people, just the husband and the wife. Oh, wow. We put, and so because we are so out of touch with ourselves, we see people as out of touch with themselves. And everything we see, mostly, we judge from the car, the house, the shoes, the hair, all of that. All of that. We have to look at ourselves. Even something I'll turn back over to you. Something, and I saw this in myself driving. Like, I had to literally, I probably should have went to counseling because I had road rage. Like, I had road rage bad, <laughs> you guys. And I would find myself judging people who are speeding down past me, whatever, everybody. And I would say some choice words. But... This person may have just gotten some bad news in trying to get to a hospital or a loved one or Mm -hmm. something. You never know. Doesn't excuse the behavior, but we never know the full story. Think about when somebody's in front of you driving slow and you're saying, what are they doing? What are they doing? Well, when you go around them, you realize they cannot go. There's somebody else in front of them. That may be somebody else in front of them, but we judge this person because that's all we can see is this car in front of us. And sometimes we judge people by what we see. And like Tasha said, what is it? Not why are you going slow? What is going on? Let me go around and see. Rather than judge this person and probably curse them out before I go around. <laughs> so it, it's just interesting. I want to go back to I want to go back to something that Tamaria said uh, when she was talking about being appreciative. Uh, you want to read that first? Oh. Um, so there were a couple of quick notes. Um, Tone wrote, I would respect the manager position, but respect is respect when you get out of line and all that goes out the window and my check better be on time. <laughs> and Carmel wrote, in my current journey uh, work to be anti-racist, I often struggle with family members who are persons of color who express racist ideas and racist thoughts, trying to understand how and why they could be, uh, or why they could being people of color. Um, just last night on a Zoom call with various family members, two us got into a heated argument over Trump, one supporter, the other not. The, the supporter wanted everyone to respect Trump by virtue of the fact that he is the president of the United States, regardless of how he's behaved, kind of along the lines of what Tamaria said about managers in positions of power. Mm. So thank you all for, for sharing. That's good stuff. We, Sorry. Trump will be another will be another show at another time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, going back to what Tamaria said about uh, appreciation, I think that people who are appreciative tend to be less judgmental sure. because you are grateful for what you have. Um, 
you are proud of what you have or where you where you've gotten to. So you you spend more time thinking about where you are and how happy you are to be there. Um, for me, um, I went through a lot in life. Some things I brought on myself. Some things just you know it was life. You know, my mom, when I was 12 years old, my mom, you know, told my dad right in front of my face, she said, if you want him, you can have him because I don't want him anymore. Right. And if you see my mom and I today, you would never know that my mom put me out when I was 12 because I don't have time to be upset with my mom. I don't have the energy. That's my mother, regardless of anything that has ever happened. And my mom had every right to be to be ready to get rid of me because I was a, a little bad, you know what kid. I was. I, I always say I was misunderstood, but no, I was bad. I was bad. You know, but going through that and then going through, like, even when I lived with my dad, you know, and, and my stepmom, like, it was a very strict household. Like there was very little that we could do. You know, I, I failed the seventh, eighth and ninth grades. I, I, you know, when I graduated from high school, the only college that would take me was Norfolk state. Like I didn't have options to go to like this college and that college. Um, and then with three semesters to go in college, like my first, my first, my freshman year, I was almost on academic probation because I had a 1.9 GPA. Right in there just like wasting time and money and then with three semesters to go before graduation i decided to drop out get married to somebody who was much older than me who had three kids went through a lot with that situation and i remember when i first moved up here my first year teaching i was broke <laughs> um and i was sitting on the couch watching tv and i was eating some ramen noodles and I just, I just remembered, like, I paused. I, and I don't even know what made me pause, but I just paused. And I looked around my apartment. Well, wasn't much there, right? And I was like, man, like, this is peaceful. <laughs> but, but I finally had a place that was my own. I wasn't dealing with a, with a crazy wife. You know, I, like, I was like, man, like, I don't have a lot, but, man, this is nice. <laughs> You know, because regardless of what I had, like, I just remember, like, just pausing and thinking about how peaceful life was. And so with that, I find myself, like, not caring about what people have or what they don't have. Like, now, obviously, if people need something, you know, I care about that and we're going to try to help you. But I, but I just, like, I always think about, like, I don't know how or why people are in, are in the boats that they are. And maybe, maybe they chose to get on the boat. Maybe somebody put them on the boat, but regardless, they are, they are on that boat. And just because I'm not on that boat doesn't give me the right to look at them and say, Ooh, man, I, 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 I would hate to be on that boat doesn't give them the right to look at me and say, man, he should be on this boat. Learn how to be happy with what you have, who you are, and where you are. 
And I guarantee you, you will have less time and energy to judge other people. That That's a really great point. And Shana chimed in and said, um, and because of that, I try my hardest not to discipline my kids out of anger. And then on Facebook, mm -hmm. Justin Ellis said, appreciation is a form of contentment, not complacency. When you learn to be appreciative, you grow faster. Shout out to Justin and Leon, my, my, my boys tuning in. Thank you, guys. Yes, and to everyone on Facebook, um, definitely thank you all for tuning in. There's quite a few people on Facebook, um, so we're really happy that you guys are, are joining in and chiming in the conversation as well. Um, but really good points. I'd like to chime in with Rodney, with the appreciative. A lot of people are not appreciative. They feel like they're old. Oh, well, speak on it. <laughs> <laughs> they feel like they're old something. They feel mm -hmm. like they should get that car. They feel like they should get that promotion. They feel like they should get that money. But once you owe that, yeah. you don't have appreciative for it because you're chasing mm -hmm. after the next thing you want to owe. And it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle. So, and the thing is, the older you get, the more appreciative you get because the trials and tribulations are going to be very great. <laughs> and if you don't have no foundation yeah. of, or haven't been taught to be appreciative, it's a hard lesson to learn and it's a hard lesson to swallow. So the thing is, we live in a world that people, we want everything fast. We want it now. We want to be seen. We want to be famous instant. We want to be known in the world. But we don't realize the cost that comes behind that. Mm. And that's why can we live? You can live, but are you ready to live? <laughs> oh. Are you ready to live in that truth? Are you ready to live in that lane? That's true. A lot of people want to live, but can't live. And that's how they dwindle and they phase out because they can't handle it because the appreciation is not there. That's a really good, good point. And, um, I took a course and they talked about happiness as part of like the pandemic. And one of the topics they talked about was hedonic adaptation. And to your point, Tasha, you can't because you don't appreciate anything. And hedonic adaptation refers to the observed tendency of humans. And it's not subjected to any race, person, man, woman, it's everyone. The tendency of humans to quickly return to a relatively stable level of happiness despite major positive or negative events or life changes. So we tend to, we get excited about it and then it just dwindles or to points that were made earlier, um, we let it go because someone else doesn't get on our train as Willette said, um, or Tammy said, you don't get the support. You might be on the call by yourself, but are you still gonna do it? And that's been the hardest thing for me even lately is like, okay, am I still gonna do it? Whether I get support or not, but I'm like, Shoot, this has been 10 years. It took me 10 years to start. You know what? I'm going to keep going. But I used to look for validation from a job and all of those things. And that's why for me in 2010, my life changed a lot. Um, dealing with like deaths and things like that. But then also having a little bit of anxiety and stress from the workplace. And that was when I realized, I said, wait a minute. I'm sitting here letting you define me by a job title. I don't care about your title. I used to want to climb the corporate ladder and it was all about titles for me. And I was like, wait a minute. Like as, as Kevin Hart said, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. 
I don't care about your title. I am who I am. And that's what I was like, you know what? As, uh, and I can't say it, Tammy. I need you to go ahead and chime in. I am who I am. I'm going to do what I can do. Wait, help yeah, me out. Don't let it do you. Yeah. <laughs> don't let it do you. Yes, that you part. You can change that to a person. She is who she is. Let her do what she does, but don't let her do you. Well, and again, no one can do you if you are doing yourself. Yes. And they cannot undo you, but we will not embrace every bit and piece of us. We will not. We run. We, we've been domesticated by parents. And parents, I know they love us, but they try to keep us clean as kids. You know, don't run through the water. Don't play in the mud. Don't touch this. Don't do that. And so who are you by the time you grow up? Yeah. You know, you, your life may be based on houses, cars, titles, school. I mean, some kids have no time to even think about growing up because they're in school, they're in soccer, they're in swimming, and all these things. And when is there time to just stop and grow up? Yeah. Like, let life evolve through you, through your growing, through your learning. We don't give them time. So we have a lot of adults who are still kids, still mm. trying to find out who that inner child is. And deal with all the stuff that happened that was not dealt with. Because we are people we were taught, be nice, be kind, and don't, don't, we know about the truth, but don't speak the truth. <laughs> you know, how many times you'll hear kids say exactly the truth, and they're, they're spanked for it. You can't say that. <laughs> right. Tell them to be honest. That, so think about the confusion oh, that we grow up yeah. with, and we don't know. You know, my, my cousin just started school, my little cousin, and I would call him every morning for the first week, just started in the midst of all of this. And his mom was like, well, I, she bought all these new things. Now, four years old, preschool, and, and we do it. I've been there as well. New socks, new shoes, new underwear, new everything. And guess what he wants to wear? His old clothes. And I was like, let him wear what he wants to wear. He's like, I don't want to wear that. That's for her. I mean, it really is. Like, they don't care. They don't care. So we, we just try to fit in this box that does not exist. It does not exist. That, that is like a... Like Donald said, we're all, we're all, all going to make it out the same. <laughs> we, we, we go the same way. We came in the same way and we're going to go the same way. Period. That is a, so that is a great point. Uh, that is a great segue to my next point. And that is, do, do you all notice that with uh, judgment comes hypocrisy <laughs> because usually the things that people are judgmental about mm -hmm. they are guilty of it themselves like take for instance Tammy was talking about parenting how many of us have parents who like came down hard on us acted like we were going to hell <laughs> because of things that we did and they did them themselves. I get like trying to keep me out of your mistakes. But did, like your parents cuss, but you you're not supposed to cuss. You bet not your parents your parents your parents was getting a freak on, but you ain't supposed to get your freak on. Like, like I, I remember, like, so I, I was thinking the other day, and, 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 I, and I, I swear I'm not trying to be funny. It might come off this funny. I'm not trying to be funny. But the other day I was listening to, uh, it was 
some station, but they were playing like all these old school songs. And I said, wait a minute. Why are all of our like mothers and grandma, everybody trying to act innocent, but these guys swear <laughs> that they were sweet talking y'all in the 70s. <laughs> right, right? For y'all to be so innocent and y'all, you know, waited till y'all got married to have sex and all this other stuff. Then what are these guys talking about? Because they swear that, you know, they said a few good lines and next thing that like, wow. like it was on and popping. So <laughs> I think with judgment comes hypocrisy. I've seen it a as a teacher. The very things that teachers get mad about, Ms. Mathlin, back me up on this one. The very things that teachers get mad about, teachers are guilty themselves. Like they will send a kid down to the office and, oh, what, well, what happened? Well, he's being disrespectful. Well, what did he do? Well, he was talking while I was trying to teach. Okay, but teachers turn around and do that in the faculty meeting. The principal is trying to talk, and what are they doing? They're on their phone, but if the kid is on their phone, they get mad. Or the teachers are talking amongst themselves. They say, wait a minute, how are y'all constantly sending kids down to the office? I had a teacher last year tell me, well, I'm just like the kids. So stop sending the kids down here. If you're making excuses today, Stop sending the kids down here because you're doing the same thing. Right. But we don't we don't look at it that way. We make excuses like like people will will be guilty of the very thing that they tried to put you down for. But when it comes to them, they got all of the excuses. They 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 got they got plenty of just well well it's so well well it was different when I did it. No, it's not. Respect is respect. I've had a I've had a I've had a good career in education because I give the kids the same respect I want from them. I don't I don't I don't do things like I never did things as a teacher. I never did things that I didn't want the kids to do. For example, I didn't sit in my classroom like if you were to come in my classroom like I it was rare that you saw me at my desk if the kids were there. Because I want the kids to be involved in this lesson. So you know what? I got to be involved in this lesson. When I was student teaching, I remember I had to do like you had to, you had to like uh, videotape yourself teaching. And well, obviously I can't do that. So we got a camcorder. The teacher literally turned it on and sat at her desk. Like I'm a person who walks around when I'm teaching. You hear my voice in the video, but you can't see me. Why? Because she literally turned the video on and sat at her desk and was shopping for her baby. But if kids do that, now we have a problem. So stop being, stop being hypocritical. Stop looking at people and judging them for the very things that you do. So true. Rodney, do you think that, um, and another another example with teachers and, and, and students late, I've had some, some work life in, with the school system, and there would be teachers that would be late, like consistently late coming to meetings, late coming to work, but let a kid be one minute late. Mm -hmm. They're sending them back to the office. <laughs> Like, really, this teacher said you, like, the one that's like every day, you know, yeah. but 
do you I have a question for you. Do you think that it's easy for people to um kind of set themselves free or be more lenient towards their things because they have justified their story, like they know their story, which which goes back to you never really fully know the story that you are judging. Sometimes not even your own. Um, especially if you're not living your life, honestly. But do you think that people are that way because they have justified, oh, well, I'm late because of this? Do they even ask the kid, hey, are you okay? What's going on? You, you relate to that. Just a, a few words, just a few words. So do you think that they do that because they have bought their own story? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to answer that, and then uh, I'm going to turn it over to Michelle, who has a, uh, who has a uh, uh, comment. I, I think the answer to your question is yes, because uh, if the person cares about how they are viewed, I think the answer is yes, um, because I want to make it okay. For example, if if I want to make it, if I want to make something okay, if I want to make up the rules as I go along, then as you catch me and stuff, then I'm going to say well, yeah, like, you know, it's okay. And then I'm, I'm going to find myself being more lenient. But I think, it's a, I think it's a case-by-case thing because, like I said, like some people are hypocrites about it, but I do think that there are people who fit what you just said, Tammy, in that they will give a little bit more leeway because this is who I am. Michelle? Hi, Ronnie. Hey. I just wanted to start this off by saying Ronnie is very judgmental of me. <laughs> <laughs> Or 
you may say it, but you may say it in a different way. Or if you do say it, you'll make space for it and not try to embarrass the person and not try to make them feel bad because of the car that they drive. Like you, Rodney, I don't believe in car notes and all that stuff. And I had a friend of mine get in my car and say, when are you going to get a grown-up car when we were younger? You know, when are you going to get a, a grown-up car? And I'm like, I feel mighty grown in this car every time I go put gas in it, you know. But people, I think people, if we all started to lead more with love and to just have a genuine care about a person instead of always thinking it's our duty or our place to correct or to, um, you know, guide them in the right way or because we're all living this life and we're all trying to find our way the best that we know how. But I always try to say, you know, lead with love. And that other thing that the doctor said, or whoever said it, where we try to force things on our children, especially because, you know, we failed in certain areas or certain things didn't go our way. And so we're trying to force it. That really stopped me in my path yesterday. Mm. That's good stuff, awesome. Michelle. I, I, I will try my best not to judge you anymore, okay? Even, even when you got the kids at the park at, at 8 o'clock in the morning and it's 120 degrees outside. That's why you got to go early before we reach the 20. <laughs> no, no, those are some good points, Michelle. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, back to the music, what Michelle said, you know, and Rodney, you as well. Think about it. And what came to mind when she was talking was the song, Let's Get It On. Like, they were saying the same thing. They just changed the words. They just say what it is and how to get it on now. Like, they just go ahead and say how to do it. And back then, they just put it out there and let you work it out. Remember that song, Let's Get It On? Yes. Exactly. And so about your friend, too, the past, you said uh, one of your, Michelle, one of your friends felt like one of her friends is going down the wrong path. First of all, and, and I, oh, I can raise my hand on that one. Um, I had to start rethinking, like, what is the wrong path? Because some of my wrong path, most of my wrong path to somebody else has brought me the greatest, greatest direction for my life. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, Let's be willing to go down the path with people, but not willing to do what they do on that path. Just mm-hmm. be there with them to be a different tree on the path. You know, you look at the apple tree and she may see oranges, but sometimes what we do or don't do, most times what we do or do not do, but stay in love, like she said, I can go down the path with you, but but trust me, some things you do, I'm going to do, I'm going to have to do a little bit different, but I want to be here with you. And lastly, my son shared something with me. We were having, last last week, we were having a, a conversation about someone I love dearly that I was thinking about cutting out of my life. And my son said, Mom, you cannot blame or be mad at, he said his words, was with someone in a wheelchair because he can't walk. It wasn't about that. It was more about other things that I need from this person and have needed it all my life. It's like some people are just not capable because of their inner child issue and so on in their life. So some people are not able to give you, but going back to like Michelle said, love. You can love someone and and step away. You can love them and step away. You can go on that path with them and take take a rest stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, or something, but but love what you said, Michelle. 
Well, I just wanted to add, guys, that uh, it's funny talking about, you know, movies, explicit lyrics, and, <laughs> you know, TV, radios, and stuff. So, you know, COVID has kept us away from many of our loved ones. So, um, my loved one and I, we just, just just discovered that you can do a watch party through Amazon. I don't know if you guys knew that, but you can do a watch party with one person or a group of people and have like movie nights through Amazon. Oh. And but you have to do it from a computer, and you know you can chat as the movie's going along. So as we're deciding on the movie, you know I'm like I want to see. I want to see um, Equalizer, you know, bang, bang, shoot him up. You know, like, <laughs> how drugs come into America. And he's like, well, I, I want to watch the Turner Classics. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> so he to me that, he said, do you know how these movies became classics? He says, you know, I remember watching TV and watching Westerns, and when someone got shot, you know, they just sort of like doubled over. And you knew they were shot. You knew they were dead. You didn't need all of the effects of his head rolling across the screen and his gut splashing against the window. <laughs> it was like, so this is where we've come to in terms of like entertainment mm -hmm. and stuff. But then you get the, okay. I did end up watching two hours of uh, Henry Louis Gates, you know, Slavery to America on a Friday night. So I had to bend a little bit there. <laughs> but then you get to the other side, another argument that, um, you know, I've had with my daughters about Cardi B. You know, Cardi B yeah. is like the political argument now. And, you know, her, their new song, Cardi and Megan's new song out. Yeah. And it's like, which we cannot air live. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like, why is everyone so offended when right. men have been singing songs with certain lyrics for years? That part. You know? And like my daughter says, Mom, you know, you, uh, you, you know, you buy, you used to be bonded to that too. <laughs> but now that Cardi B's out here, you know, doing the same thing that Ben's been doing. And she was like, and it wasn't in the way that Charlie Wilson or Marvin Gaye or someone else did. She was like, they just sort of like took R. Kelly exponentially into <laughs> the future of Unseen. And she was like, that's all that, you know, Cardi B and Megan, the Stallions do it. But from a woman, it's like, oh no. But the brothers could think about it, but the women can't think about it <laughs> and whatnot. So we got to watch those double standards also, yep. you know. That is so true. We were, we were talking about, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, Ms. Mathlin, because uh, uh, Tamaria and I were talking about that the other day, and, and, and Tamaria said the very same thing, like, um, you know, men, men have been you know, using these lyrics, you know, since the beginning of time. And, you know, now that, uh, now that women are doing it, it's like, wait a minute, it's wrong. And Tamaria said the same thing that, you know, that your daughter was saying. And I don't know. Um, and you guys feel free to chime in. This may start another conversation, but feel free to chime in. <laughs> Do you think that 
the reason why people are more judgmental when it comes to women because they have greater or different expectations when it comes to men, come to women and men like you, you i think society expects men to be a certain way and i think society expects women to be a certain way like you're not really surprised when a man is trifling like when you walk into a house and, and, and i said mm. that I, I really said it to be funny but when you walk into a house and you know it's just a man living there and the house is not clean like the house like it, it's like you can like it's like a bachelor pad as people call it you walk in and the, and the house is not you know like there are dishes in the sink or there might be clothes on the floor or whatever you don't judge that man as hard as you would if you walked into a woman's house and it looked that way. Because you you expect women to be a little bit more cleaner than men. You expect women to, you know, to care a little bit more than men. So do you think that the reason, do you guys think that the reason why people are coming down on Cardi B? Because, hey, like, that's what guys do. Guys rap about, you know, we expect women to be ladies and dainty and, you know, we, like, you know, you know, but we expect guys to, but we expect that, we expect guys to be a little bit hardcore. Do you guys think that's the reason why? Absolutely. Can you sing a song in the chat? 
So there is ratings about to go red. <laughs> fighting 
you know, kids by the same man, uh, you know, throwing drinks at each other, you know, just carrying on. And a lot of it is scripted because it's making money. And, and what a lot of people don't realize is that those actresses are spending their own money because those shows do not get the sponsorship as many shows. So, like, Mimi Leaks and Evelyn and all of them, they take out personal loans to live the part of those, of their character on the reality TV show. It's only when they become really good, you know, and get to the next level, like some of them have, that um, they break even or fare well. But a lot of them um, actually go bankrupt. You know, but they're just doing what they have to do now. And then now, look, we can talk about Instagram. Now, all of these things that degrade black culture is making a handful of people rich, you right. know? And some of it's intentional. Like Mina Riley yeah. talked about on a show, they said that um, people like LL Cool J and the rappers, they were actually told, I forgot who you, can you share with everyone, where you said they were actually told to hide their families. Because yeah. they didn't want uh, that yeah. to be the image. It was an article that I read. And I was I, like, oh, wow. I think Tammy had a I point. read that. And they were also told to leave their INGs at home. Like, don't say something or everything. Say something, nothing. You know, that's yeah. how that whole ebonic oh. thing came about, you know? Yeah. Wow. So you wonder that a lot of times it's intentional, but it is hmm, definitely interesting. Tammy? I wanted to go back to what Tamaria was saying um, about the double standards. Um, think about a a, a a man who, I guess, who walks, we'll say that, who kind of walks around and has a daughter. But if that daughter is walked around, it's a whole different thing. Like, no guy can do what I do to someone else's daughter to my daughter. The game changes. So that's a double standard. Like, you can, you can hurt women. And not, I'm not saying that guys do it to be vice versa, but look at that standard. For most cases, when a guy has a, a daughter, oh, I'm getting my shot on. And that could be someone who has hearts lined up, fucking hearts lined up uh, a mile long. And then on a, on a positive note, you guys, right under the walk song on YouTube, you know my name is next. How about that? Mm. Wait, hold on. I'm serious. Like, that's the walk. And Tasha Cox, you know my name. Well, they were like, let us go ahead and help clean this up a little bit. That's true. That is a stark contrast. Yes. I mean, how about that? I just think that's interesting. Agreed. Wow. That is interesting. I mean, I agree with your friend, Rodney. I mean, yes. It's great to see two black women coming from the bottom, working their way up to the top. But why does that have to sell everything? Can we come together and do something positive? Something like that. I mean, because you really look at the video. I'm all about one at a time and us sticking together and uplifting each other and supporting each other. But why does sex have to sell everything? <laughs> but it's across the board. Even regular primetime TV now, you you right. see stuff that's not right. Agreed. It, it's unfortunate. Sex and violence um, have taken over everything. Um, 
But I think sometimes it, it depends on who's doing it is when people decide what is acceptable and what's not. So it, it shouldn't be that way, but that's the way it is. So that's why I wanted to talk about this today because there's so many hot topics now where, you know, people are really judging others, whether it's, you know, I back the blue or Black Lives Matter or like, I believe this, I don't believe that. It's, it's so many it's so many topics that I think have divided us as a people. Um, and even for myself, I've learned a lot about myself the last few years and realizing that um, some of the ways that I have can be considered judgmental because I'm basing it off of my experience. So if I have had an experience that hasn't been great, I may judge certain situations. And that may not be what's happening now, but because that happened before, that's my experience. So I'm not wrong for feeling how I feel or thinking how I think, but at the same time, other people aren't wrong if they disagree or they feel something different because they have experiences too. And so it's all about really taking a step back and, and considering for a moment, like what you all have been saying this whole time, like what is going, what is really going on? I, I think that um, the, the media and the TV, uh, uh, the, the, the TV and movie producers, their job is to give people what they want. And unfortunately, we get garbage because that's what we want. We want garbage. We, we, we feed off of drama. We feed off of gossip. We want the foolery. And I'm not saying everybody, because I know I don't, but we want the foolery. That's why even in sports now, there's more talk about the drama that comes with sports than people actually playing the game because that's what people want. Like you got people who could care less about football, but they'll, they'll tune into the news because of the whole kneeling thing, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a storyline. It's a trend. So, so people want, people want to be a part of something. So I don't, I, I don't have to like football to, to, to go in and, and, and take a knee. I don't have to like football. Uh, I, don't, I don't have to, like, that's why every time these athletes get caught up in these scandals, like, everybody has an opinion, right? Because, well, he cheated on his wife or, um, you know, well, this person made all of this money and now they're bankrupt. They, they, they died, you know, a homeless man. Like, we, we get caught up into storylines. Like, we don't even have to read the book. The title alone is enough for us. And so I think that's why we get, like, little snippets. Even when, even when you watch the news, they're not going to give you the whole story. Because nobody wants to hear the whole story. People want things that they can take. Ooh, they said this. Now we can go to work and we can talk about this all day at work because, oh, the real housewives of Atlanta is excited because, girl, did you know Mimi like, had roaches in her bathroom? Like, you know, like, it gives, it gives people things to talk about. Like, think about, like, think about the things that we support. Think about the people we support. Like, Tamaria was giving out free Zumba classes, right? Nobody ever took her up on it. Oh, I forgot. Well, 
how did how did how did you not forget about the Teddy Riley versus battle though? Like we we get we 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 get caught up in into things that are not going to do us any good, things that are not gonna bring in about any return. But hey, if I know if 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 I know if I know that I'm going to get clout in the street or with my family members or with my friends if I if I wear a certain things or if I know certain things or if I know who this is like that's what I'm that that's what I'm going to do and we have to stop trying to be those people. And there's a comment um, from Tene. I think people thrive off of drama, but I also think that as Black people, it's unfortunate that we are not in control of our own image. Our image is promoted as negative in many cases, and we don't have the power to change the entertainment system. Individuals can decide not to be a part of it, but I wish we had more control. I agree with that. Yeah, well, know that um, I really appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Um, this has definitely been a very lively discussion. I think I may start to do um, more of the video town hall uh, types of calls because I, it's really engaging to hear other perspectives. And um, for anyone who tuned in a little bit later at the beginning of the show, I just kind of gave the background on the podcast. And the goal was to inspire the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. And that's not just me sharing my stories, but that's each of you sharing your stories and your realities because so many people right now, especially with the pandemic and just life, people are going through and I've always had a passion for wanting to help people and encourage them because I always say you never know what someone is going through. And so when we were talking about Stephen Covey's example earlier about paradigm shifts, mm -hmm. I look at people's faces and, and sometimes I might go in a store and maybe someone is rude and I'll ask them like, hey, how are you doing? because they may really be going through something or they might cry. I met a young lady who was, um, she was uh, promiscuous. I met her in the mall. She looked like she was just sad. I said, hello. And then she told me that she was just outside in the car with some guy she had just met. And I was like, sis, you don't have to do that. And, but it was a, an opportunity for me to be able to talk to her in a different way. And I know we've talked about like ministering and, and life and church and being church folks, and <laughs> I just spoke to her in love. Like, imagine if I had judged her, and we just talked. I've met plenty of people over the years. I've I helped one lady. She was going through a domestic abuse situation. Her and her kids. I met her at the Dominican hair salon, and like we were just talking. And um, you know, at that time, I think she needed a ride, and she had went through a lot of her life. And I was like, well, okay. Like I took her, dropped her off, and. It was one of those things where I just, I thank God for grace. I also thank him for protecting me in those times where I have made decisions to do something that probably was not the smartest or wisest, <laughs> especially not knowing people, um, but also thanking him for his protection because you just don't know what people are going through. And when we try to at least, um, and not say, like, I know people tell you the cliche term, walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Sometimes I can't, like, just being real. I don't want to be a police officer. I don't. I, and I don't think I could walk a mile in their shoes because I'm too, um, I'm very empathetic. And that would drive me crazy. I would never get any sleep. I probably would have a stroke from the stress. Mm. So I just think to myself, hmm, how would it feel if I were in that situation? Or like, right now, like, I know 
Uh, Cardi B's a hot topic. Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion lost her mom last year. She she's still dealing with grief. She just got shot in her foot recently. So like she's going through a lot of other stuff, and that might be her creative outlet. But I was like, you know, who am I to judge them? Because there's things I do that I don't want on a billboard. So it's just it's just life, and we just need to let people live. Let me live, man. I'm just joking. <laughs> I can help myself. Too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can help myself. <laughs> I think I, like I was a rapper in my past life, but no one knows that. I have um, skills and I spit hot fire as Rodney. Um, yeah. Do you believe that? <laughs> she also drinks yeah, that. Sure. water. I like dessert, Rodney Jordan. <laughs> but anyone, any closing remarks, any thoughts um, before we wrap up? I appreciate you all staying on. We definitely went a little bit longer uh, than our normal time, but I think this was great to just get people out on a Saturday morning and talk and we're in pseudo quarantine, kind of getting back to normal, but I really appreciate each and every one of you to everyone on Facebook, to um, our listeners on Podbean. Um, shout out to Vinny. Uh, he joined us from India. Um, he actually was on a podcast a few weeks ago. Um, so I'm excited for, you know, everyone that joined us. We had, Quite a few people on Facebook. Um, it's a pretty long list. <laughs> so um, I won't be able to go through the whole list, but we're just really grateful for everyone tuning in. Does anyone have any any closing words? I think Shana. Marianne, if, if you don't mind. Um, okay. Go ahead, Shana. You go first. Sorry. Right. Right. Um, I do want to bring up one thing about something I was taught a few weeks ago. Um, I, if anybody knows,
the journey hmm. beyond yourself. Okay, so thank you. Michael A. Singer, and again, the untethered soul, the journey beyond yourself. Okay. It's really good. It's really about the voice inside and that, that, that other person who talks and, and judges because this, for you guys, for me, I know there are things that pop up in my head that now that I'm on the other side of the journey, learning every day, that I learn to, um, to really listen to that voice, but not listen to that voice and not to get caught up, not to make me part of that voice. And that, for some people, that may sound crazy, but if you're human, then you have thoughts that you, if you think about, like, where did that come from? Why am I thinking about that? Because it's, it's embedded through our reality, our experiences, and all of that. And then, really quickly, I know we didn't do this, but I was kind of doing some searching and judging, basically, form an opinion or a conclusion about. It is necessary for us to judge, so let's not make it a, a, a bad thing because we need to form an opinion about people based on how they treat us, speak to us, what they do to us, but go beyond that. Figure out, like, I think Tasha said, what? Not why, but what? Go beyond that. Then being judgmental is totally different, and I think that's the part we need to step away from. Thinking, speaking, or behaving in a manner that reflects a critical or condemnatory point of view. Critical, nitpicking, finding fault with a person, group, idea, or situation. That is judgmental, and I think that's where we start to walk into the danger zone. Because I think it's okay. Rodney says he wakes up and he has everybody. Everybody is, is bad until they prove him different, right? I think that's how you say it, Rodney. But at the same time, they get a clean sheet of paper with you. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took that like every day now, some days I fail, a lot of days I fail. That clean sheet, I find myself writing stuff in like, okay, you're, you're starting clean, but I'm writing stuff in from last year, year before. And that's coming from things, unresolved things. So lastly, I'll say everything, every issue, everything. I think there people are one conversation away from the full story true understanding and his or her breakthrough. One conversation away from that. If only we'd have it wholeheartedly. If we'd be honest with those conversations and the people about the things that we don't even want them to know. But we keep so much inside and that's how we just fill that clean sheet of paper up automatically. So, so Tamari, it's been great. Thank you. Thank you all. And um, I'm just really grateful. In, in closing, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say this. Um, my my last pastor used to always say, um, and I'm kind of, I'm going to pick up where Tammy left off, um, because he he used to always say, a judge is someone who makes a decision on a situation that has not yet been determined. When you think about judges. Like there, there's always that, like there has to be an arrest, and there, then, then there comes, you know, a lot of uh, paperwork. There's an investigation, then there's a trial, right? And then you have a judge who has to make a decision whether or not you're guilty. So what he used to say was, if it has already been determined, then you are not judging. That's one thing. The other thing is um, my principal came into my office last year um, and she was like stressed out and like, you know, you know, and I said, you know, 
Your problem is you let people take you to places that you don't want to go. She was like, well, I wish I could be more like you. I said, no. I said, see, I, I drink a lot. That's that, that's why I don't get that. I was like, you don't drink enough. That's <laughs> but I but but you know, I was being funny, but but my but my thing to her was I was like, listen, when I leave this building every day, I am not thinking about um the good or the bad. I'm thinking about Tamaria and Nadia. That's what I'm thinking about. Because that's how I live. I live in the moment. I live within myself, meaning that my thoughts are pure. My thoughts are happy. Like it doesn't matter what's going on around me. Even when I was coaching basketball, and the it, it, you know, and the get the game would be on the line, and like everybody's like intense, and you know, it's like a one or two point game, and people would look at me like, why is he so calm? Like, you are. because my, my thing was, we're either going to win this game or we're going to lose this game. Either way, <laughs> whatever happens, like, I'm going to walk away from this game. I'm going to talk to talk to my guys. And, like, I'm going, like, this game is over. We'll come back to it tomorrow, you know, whether we win or lose. Like, we have to stop, like, like you said, we have to stop carrying all this luggage with us because the only thing you're doing is you're messing up your own parade and then you're messing up somebody else's because now you're dragging all of that negativity with you. Learn how, learn how to live. Focus on the things that make you happy. If you are into sports, then, then, then watch you a game. Find other people who like to watch games. If you are into pedicures and manicures, then go get you one. If you are into, like some people, you know, they like to paint. Like like Tammy likes to uh, walk, Shelby Farms. Tammy, Tammy likes to go walking. Tammy enjoys nature. Like find what it is to make you happy. Because until you do, until you find that, that peace within, until you find that happiness within, you are not going to live. You are going to die a very slow death. You're going to be miserable and you're going to make other people around you miserable. Learn how to live. That's all I got. And Carmel had a point. If you're carrying all that luggage, nobody's ever going to get on that train with you. There's no room. Agreed. Thank you, guys. This was awesome. Yes, thank you, thank you for having us on. You're welcome. Thank you all. And the show does. Um, I typically will post it every other week. Um, on Sundays typically, but um, I was I wanted to try out a new format and, and see how it works. So I will definitely be doing um, more of these. Like I said, if you're interested in joining uh, to talk about a particular topic, um, certainly let me know. Um, you can send me a direct message or text message, but uh, my goal is to truly find ways to inspire the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. And I think each one of us um, does that on a regular basis, whether we know it or not. And we all have experiences that other people can learn and benefit from. So I uh, thank you all for participating. Thanks for joining. Thanks to everyone. Um, of course, on the Zoom, on Facebook, and also on Podbean. Have a wonderful day. Bye, y'all. Take Bye, care. Guys. Thank you. <laughs>